all right guys so um it's another beautiful day as usual we try to bring you some of these really interesting topics that um people would rather not talk about okay so um <coughs> pardon me i'm down with a little flu but we will get through this um today i've been making so much noise about this topic yeah people are just itching to hear what i really have to say about it um it's finances before marriage do we talk about finances as a couple when we're dating before we get married obviously if we know we're not gonna get married then we wouldn't even be in a certain position but once we get into a certain position then it means we're preparing for marriage so um there are a number of questions that have been posed um, concerning this very topic um, one of them is at which stage should couples discuss financial obligations um, and is it important to even talk about it okay so in the first place let's establish the fact that it is important to discuss finances before marriage a lot of people are not transparent a lot of people are very secretive they don't want anybody to know how much they're earning fair enough you don't have to go around telling everybody your business okay but when you're with your um, partner to be or your potential spouse then maybe this is a topic you want to discuss right um what do you want in the marriage people go as far as talking about how many children they want to have where they want to live and everything but remember that all these things go with money you need cash to be able to finance the the building that you're going to stay in the rent you're going to pay the food you're going to eat even the children that are going to come in eventually if you plan to have kids you know so um first of all yes it is important don't overlook it and think well things will just fall in place once we get married the money will come the money will flow no life isn't built that way um the next thing is at which stage should couples discuss this there is really no timeline as to when we should discuss money money matters i i believe personally that once you establish trust when you know that you can trust this person this person can trust you then you can start having this discussion remember that you need to know okay you need to know when the feeling is right you know, some people might be hesitant to discuss this because they, they are scared that they might attract enemies or envy to themselves. But then that brings me to this question. How can you be dating your enemy? How on earth would you be planning to marry someone who envies you, who is jealous of you? Okay, so it's it's quite understandable if people have trust issues because of past relationships or whatever. But truth is... um you you need to know that people are different someone might have hurt you someone someone might have betrayed you in the past but that's not the same person you're dating now so you have to really um evaluate the person you're with and then decide at which point you want to start talking about this there's no time as to oh we're three months into dating we're six months we're five years into dating so this is the perfect time to talk about finances no once you establish trust it can even be um just five months into the relationship you feel like okay well i have a future with this person so you might as well start the conversation 
okay you need to know your partner's emotional stability someone may be earning so little and they feel a bit insecure about talking about money you know so you don't just rub it in and say oh hey how much are you earning what can you do what can't you do no it doesn't have to be straightforward like that it has to be um, a conversation that is matured okay you have to speak as two consenting adults know your partner's um, temperament their personality type know at which time they're you know open to have such a sensitive discussion remember money is very very sensitive okay um well um at the end of the day others also would feel like well i'm earning so little so i may not be ready to start a relationship with someone or someone might look down upon me or they would use it against me later that oh i'm not even valuable because i don't earn much remember people's value is independent on how much they earn okay someone might be earning as little as the the least minimum amount that could be earned in wherever you're living but then they have so much potential and value and if you invest in them properly they may give off their best and become that person that can even hold the family together right so people shouldn't look down on themselves and feel a certain way to talk about um finances with their their potential spouse right um, I think it's also really important that people have this conversation because people might have unrealistic demands on their partner when they have a certain idea that their partner is earning a certain amount of money. Okay, so if I feel like, oh, my, my boyfriend is able to buy me whatever I request, like he's at my beck and call whenever I say, oh, I want this, he gets it for me. I want that. I want to go here. Let's travel here. Like he's always providing. It might keep me in a certain you know world that may be in a fantasy world that may be thinking on realistic things you know feeling like oh well he's capable so i'll be making demands from him you know however if i know ideally how much he earns and he's real with me then maybe i would be reasonable okay with my demands right so um that's that's the bit on that the other question is the highest earner does the highest earner in the relationship have to pay the most bills now this is another thing okay um i believe that it depends on both couples i mean um the individuals in the relationship there should be a certain mutual understanding like money money is very delicate you don't say oh because this person is earning like ten thousand cities a month then he's spending nine thousand on all the bills that we you know kind of have to cater for and then because i'm earning thousand i don't spend anything i don't think that's fair you know we have to focus on both our strengths and then have a very very um um detailed conversation as to how we want to go right um first of all you can put your money together like in a single um account as a joint account kind of thing. I, I mean, we're going to come to that, but let me just give you a heads up on that. This is just an example that I'm giving, that you can put your money together and say, okay, well, I'm earning 10000 Maybe my partner is earning 15000 So we put all together to get 25000 
and we have our budgets, we have our expenses, we have our savings, everything like that. So at the end of the day, we spend 18,000 out of the 25,000 on expenses. We have 7,000 left for savings. We can decide that, well, since he's earning 5,000 more than me, maybe he's going to keep that 5,000 in his savings and I keep the 2,000 in my savings as the surplus for whatever spending we did. Okay, another couple can come to an agreement and say, well, um, we have 7000 left of our 18000 expenses, so we're going to split it into 3005 3005 for our savings so we kind of have equal savings in individual accounts and then the 18000 that went into that joint account settles the bills i mean obviously with miscellaneous for other incidental expenses right so it really depends on the couple the understanding that the two of you have is going to drive the 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 course of the relationship and remember that Things may not always be perfect or rosy. There might, there might be a time where one person might be down. Someone can lose their job, you know, and maybe they would be dependent on that one person, that, that one partner to take care of the home, right? So, um, okay, so imagine the one who's earning 10000 is the one who didn't lose their job and the one who's earning more lost their job. So now every expenses that they're going to, um, be making will come from that 10,000. So now what's the understanding that the two of you have? We're going to spend that one person's money. Would it be enough for all the bills that we have to take care of? Doesn't mean we have to um, cut off certain, you know, expenses of ours. Do we have to live in a certain constrained way? How is that going to affect our relationship or our marriage? You know, we may not for a period of time have enough money to go um, out for extra dates or um, some kind of entertainment but that should be fine at least because now we know the means isn't there okay so these kind of conversations we need to have as couples before we commit and say we're getting into marriage because when people get into marriage like everything takes a whole different turn okay there are some traits from individuals that don't change Okay, when they are single, they do these things, they get into marriage, that thing doesn't change. But ideally, there are things that also change because certain responsibilities will um, double, triple, whatever, and they may depend solely or entirely on certain habits that you had in um, your relationship stages. Okay, so am I, am I just, it might just be wise for couples to have these kind of discussions to avoid surprises now to the the opening of the accounts um, issue the question that was posed about um, should we open an account you know that kind of thing well everything depends okay everything depends but ideally it will just be a workable thing to have separate accounts for individual expenses because we're different. What a, what a man needs is different from what a woman needs. These kind of things sometimes bring so much confusion and so much arguments in relationships. You know, because a man may feel this is not really necessary to get a bag every three months. But a woman feels like, oh, I have this bag. I've been using it for so long. It's worn out. I may have to get a replacement. You know, a man might think, oh, well, I need to get me this new MacBook Pro. And the woman thinks, well, you're Dell laptop is working fine why do you need to get another one so these kind of things tend to pose problems in the relationship so maybe have your individual accounts for those kind of things and then create a joint account for the joint bills like the rent so you're both living in the same house 
Okay, maybe both of you may have to contribute to that. Water, electricity, gas, whatever it is for the car, insurance, medical bills, these things are essential, I mean, things that you need to take care of. So maybe the joint accounts can take care of that. Plan for when children start coming in. You're going to pay school fees. Maybe that could come from the joint account. You know, so these kind of things are very vital. Um, another thing is, we, I mean, when we start dating, we need to start thinking outside the box because nothing is set in stone. Like anything can happen at any time. You must have some kind of um, money set aside for some, con- I mean, like some contingency funds. Okay, because you can't just always say we're going to be spending this amount of money from January to December, not making room for any other incidental expenses. That's not realistic because if that happens and you don't have money, that's when you go out of the relationship or the marriage to start borrowing money. And that's not good. Remember, the marriage is a partnership. You're you're joining your resources, you're joining your incomes, your funds to become better. You know, you when you were single, there were things you could not do. But now that you're married because you have someone else supporting you, you're able to do these things more comfortably. So that's that's the whole essence of partnership. If you have a partner and then you are not getting better in your finances or in your daily life, then really what's the point? Okay, if um, one person is um, earning less and then they have the luxury of time, they can, you know, get some capital out of this joint account that they've created and start something on the side for extra income, which is eventually going to help the, 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 the partnership or the marriage. Okay, imagine someone is earning 10000 someone is earning 2000 but then in the joint account, they have some 5000 there. The one who's earning the 2000 and has interest in starting another business can take some money out of this joint account, you know, and then start something which will bring profit and then they push that profit back into that joint account. So these, these are the kind of realistic things that I'm talking about, right? Um, couples should also think progressive thoughts. Remember when people are planning for weddings, they are so detailed and they, they think about, oh, um yeah we're going to get married we we need to take care of catering we need to take care of dj music transportation gowns um whatever like all that people actually spend time people can spend as much as six months to a year planning a wedding that's going to happen for a single day or at most a couple of days right but then they overlook the essence of planning their lifetime together I know a couple that my friend spoke to me about and then she said that they have an Excel sheet where they, they do their accounts, their finances. At the end of every month, they sit down, they calculate, they see their losses and whatnot. You don't have to have Excel knowledge to do that. You can have a single um, simple um, you know, notebook, right? Write things down, your income your budgets, your bills, expenses, your savings, etc. Be accountable for yourselves. You know, if if you do that deliberately, then you're getting somewhere. And sometimes a lot of people, especially from a part of the world, spiritualize everything, right? Some people, well, in the past, growing up, I know that people gave birth because they felt like children were a source of wealth. So once you give birth to children and you're taking care of them, eventually when they grow up, they're also going to work and take care of you. So it's more like an investment. But, you know, think about it this way. What if the children are not able to earn anything 
you know, reasonable to take care of you? What if they grow up and then their whole perspective on life changes and they feel like they don't owe you anything? You know, what if some of them, for for example, I mean, let me not say God forbid because it happens. What if some of them die off? What if some of them are not successful enough to make the, the means that you expected them to make and take care of you? So all these things will happen, right? But at the end of the day, you need to have a financial plan have a plan have an exit plan you know that's why we have pension that's why we have people saving for when they are older so that they are not dependent on their child they did their duty to their child it does not mean that their child um, is obliged to do anything to them it's just beautiful it's just amazing when children feel the need to do that for their parents or their guardians but don't hold anybody down to it because it's not really um, a requirement. You chose to bring children into the world. It's your duty to take care of them. They didn't choose to be here, right? So they, they kind of realistically don't have any duties, you know, or any responsibility of you. It's just um, out of empathy and all that, that people do this and out of Christianity, out of love for human beings and out of some sense of responsibility born out of religion okay that people do that for their parents but really if you have a child who is doing that for you you're blessed because not every child takes care of their parents let, let me not dwell too much on that the, the most important thing right now over here is food needs to be on the table what is going to buy the food rent needs to be paid what is going to pay the rent money is not the most essential thing here as it is easily lost you can lose money overnight you can just go to bed wake up and then your whole account goes down like you lose everything so let me not um you know um say so much about it as being essential it is indeed but planning at this point is the most essential thing to do you know know how much is earned and how you use it when you are able to plan well with money then money becomes essential but if you have money and you don't plan well for it, then what's the value? What's the use, really? Failing to plan, remember, is planning to fail. So let's not forget that. And then another thing that baffles me is um, people, people, some people, right, go all the way to get emotionally, sexually involved with people. They don't even know what these people are capable of doing. Yeah, you can get carried away get fall in love with somebody and feel like oh yeah i'm ready to lose myself to them i'm not saying be rigid and say oh i need to check your bank account before i sleep with you no i'm not saying that obviously not but there's a point in your relationship where you need to have certain serious talks it shouldn't always be the lovey-dovey because the lovey-dovey is gonna go now how are you gonna pay the bills and then the the tension comes in because he's refusing to give me money. Well, tell you what, he owes you nothing. You decided to go there and do whatever you wanted to do. It's not a battered trade. It's not, I'm giving you, sorry to say, I'm giving you sex or so give me money. No, it doesn't work that way. Right? So you need to have these kind of conversations at a point when you feel like, okay, you're getting serious in the relationship. If after having this conversation, things don't work out and you break up, you know that at least you made the effort, you tried. You have an idea of what this person is thinking if they are to be in the family setting. 
And then based on that, you can even decide, oh, well, maybe if I had gone further with this person to get married to them, then they won't be capable of taking care of me. So at least you know your stand. But not to have the conversation at all and be daydreaming and thinking, oh, things are going to work out when we get married. Ah, that's you just planning to fail big time. Like, I can let you know, like 100%. And it baffles me, like I said before, I didn't even finish that, saying that people actually get sexually involved with people. You can trust your life into someone's hands. You can sleep with them. You can wake up in the same room and everything. But you cannot discuss something as simple as money. It, I mean, it goes a long way to, to show how much value you put on yourself. Because if you valued yourself, right, you would put yourself on a certain pedestal and think of other vital, you know, things that affect your personality, that affects your outlook on life, that affects your well-being. I don't know if I'm making sense. I believe I am. Think about it seriously. Um, I mean, there are a number of women living this illusion, this fantasy, because they believe, oh, my husband is providing everything, so automatically he's rich. Then reality hits you. Some crisis happens. You, he gets into some serious financial debts. And then you realize that mm -mm, he has nothing to his name. You know? So these kind of conversations are necessary to be had. It's necessary. Someone can do whatever they want with someone. And then they don't even know if the person has 200 CDs in their account. Okay, so what if after getting involved, you're expecting a child? How are you expecting to take care of this child when you know that that partner is not even capable of putting three square meals on the table for you, you alone? Now a child is coming in. And don't feel, especially women, don't feel like when you start discussing finances with men, he'll be scared and he'll run off. Or he'll feel like you're a gold digger. No, you're not a gold digger. You're just trying to see if he is secure enough and if both your future is secure enough. And remember, you're not going demanding for his account balance and whatnot when you are not even being transparent with yours. It's a hand-go-hand -hand thing. Lay it all on the table. This is what I'm getting. This is what you're getting. What can we do with what we both have? That is where really the conversation should be going. Okay? But apart from that, you can't be making certain demands when you yourself don't even know what's up. You don't know what's going on. Um, one time I remember I sat in a church or, um, somewhere around 37 military hospital. I was moving from Osu towards the Accra Mall, for those of you who know that area that I'm talking about. And then there was this lady, I've shared this story, I think, with a couple of my close friends. And yeah, it, I'm always like really, really down when I talk about it, but I might as well, right? And um, this young lady had given birth and... She was with her mom and they had just joined the church or the minibus. And she, she, I mean, the mom was holding the baby and she was sitting like next to me. And then the mom was sitting by the church or mate, I think two seats apart because of space, obviously. And it got to a point where this little baby was crying and I think needed to be breastfed. I don't know how old this baby was, maybe barely a week old or something. Now, this mother had to transfer the baby to the, the, the mom. I mean, the actual mom of the baby. Okay, and th there was no other way than for the church mate to hold the baby and hand over. No offense to church mates, but I mean, hey, 
this is some guy who's been collecting money from different people the whole day. He's probably exposed to germs, right? And this is a newborn baby, really fresh, you know, who shouldn't be exposed to all sorts of bacteria or germs or whatever. But because of lack of funds, unfortunately, this baby is exposed. And it saddened me so much at a point when they were getting off the bus, the, the, the mom of the baby bumped her head against the the top of the car and I, it, it just broke me down like I was so sad and I was thinking wait where's the father of this child at least if she's put to bed then the, the the least you could do for her is get her a taxi to come home I mean I don't know how far they were going even when they got down of wherever they got down but it, it shouldn't cost more than 20 or maybe even at most even if you're going that far put 50 cities aside to be able to comfortably transport this baby from the hospital to the house. Don't expose this baby like that. It's not a child's fault they were brought into the world. You know, and these kind of things, it bothers me a lot. I don't know what kind of wedding she had. I can't judge. I can't tell. But I would not be surprised if some people in similar situation had like stellar weddings, like five-star kind of weddings. And then right after the wedding, less than a year into it, they're jumping, hopping from chortro to chortro. Like, it, it, it doesn't quite make sense. You know, people plan so much, put in so much money for weddings and whatnot. How about you save some money for when these kind of incidents happen? Like, you have a kid, you know, to give your wife that comfort. After giving birth so fresh, like it was a hassle getting into the bus because she was probably still, you know wounded or whatever because she had just given birth not long ago and she was like struggling to get in the car she was probably in pains or whatever so it would have been more comfortable to get into a taxi or an uber or boat or whatever you know so i mean we have to start thinking realistically we need to start planning well for things instead of just letting things happen that's not the way to go. Finances is something that people need to talk about. No matter what, if the guy is not willing to disclose what work he does, then that's even a question. That's a question mark for you because if you're with a partner or you're going to get married to somebody who is not doing something legal, then you should be worried because if one day things come tumbling down, it's going to be a problem for you and the kids. How secure are you if he loses his job? If he gets busted, then what? You know, so people need to really be open. People need to be transparent about what work they're doing, right? And how much they're earning. It, it, it's not a taboo to discuss your money. Don't think somebody's going to, like, come and steal from you when you talk about how much you're earning. Remember, this is someone you're planning to get into some kind of um, long-term commitment with so the least you can do for them is to let them know how i mean where you stand financially people you know it, it, well before people get married they spend weeks months praying fasting going for pre-marital counseling before they get married okay people go and get their vitals checked people go get tested for any you know sexually transmitted diseases they get to know their their status and all that okay maybe it's about high time people get to know their health status okay because if you know that you're not capable of taking care of 
yourself. You can't even feed yourself two square meals a day. What's your business trying to start a family? Let's be realistic. And here we are not saying that if you are not financially sound, you don't deserve to be married or to be happy. No, you deserve to be married and happy, but have the conversation no matter how hard it is. Know your stand so that when things don't go well, nobody blames anybody and says, so uh, when I was by myself, I could at least manage and eat my two meals. Now I joined you, now I have an extra burden or whatever, you know, so that it, it reduces the kind of tension that gets into the home lately. A lot of the divorces are not because people are not satisfying their partners sexually or they are not satisfying them emotionally or whatever sometimes you get into the matter and you realize that the root cause of the issue is money like there's no funds to settle bills and i have this man of god who his favorite quote is money stops nonsense like no matter what you you you, you do if you're in in crisis money can bring you out of that crisis you just need to pay something whether you're paying a lawyer or you're paying a doctor or something at least there's money to pay something off to give you that comfort imagine there's no money the frustration the headache you know so this is a conversation that i believe people should have very important conversation and it saves us all the stress of um, what happens yeah uh, so far, I think we've spoken extensively on this matter. Um, another thing, yes, before I forget, um, there are some people who don't mind dating people um, regardless of whether they are gainfully employed or not. Yeah, right from the word go, you may not see the need to discuss it. But three years down the line, five years down the line, when the demands are becoming too much and then the burden is on you alone, one spouse when you start feeling the heat then now you realize that mm, i should probably do something about it so why don't you do something about that before you get into this situation right if you're the one who is earning more and you're able to support your your potential spouse to do something more and earn more it might be time Imagine you're a gentleman, you're working in the financial sector and you're dating a lady who probably she sells um, clothing. She's not earning so much, but she's earning enough to get by. You know, maybe at the end of the month, she's able to put together 500 CDs. Maybe you're earning somewhere close to 5,000 CDs, okay? And you realize that, oh, this 500 CDs she's earning is not sufficient. It's not going to be able to do much. Well, maybe with the little money that you have, you can invest in here to do more and become better so that when you are not financially sound or when you are not stable she can support you so i think ideally we should be looking out for each other and partnership and marriage is supposed to make each other better it shouldn't always look like one person is getting better at the expense of the other when it happens like that it is not healthy right so um yeah i'm glad we had this conversation if there's anything else you'd want us to talk about we can um, always talk about it. You can send it through to me and I will sure post it and probably have um, um, another episode on this very topic because I really definitely want to hear your views on, on this. I don't want it to be one-sided. I don't want to be telling you what I feel, what I think, even though I have researched enough and I feel like um, I'm well-informed to talk on this topic. But I'd really appreciate your diverse views on this very topic. And thank you so much for being here with me. Um, yeah, so you can follow me on all my social media handles. 
um, on Instagram, it is the daughter of the king. On TikTok, it is the daughter of the king. On um, Snapchat, it is the king's lass. The king's lass. Yeah? Lass, L-A-S-S. On Twitter, it is um, the king's lass as well, I believe. Yeah. Or the lass of the king. (laughs) Yeah, one of those. But, yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. We're going to update you on our next topic. Hopefully, you can join and make it more interactive and fun. Love you. Until we'll catch you next time. It's still the daughter of the king. Bless you.